0: off home. I want to welcome all of you to our 15-minute weekly motivational call. Thrilled to be with you here this morning. And uh, type into the chat, let me know, what. how are you joining us today? Are you on Zoom? Are you on YouTube? Are you on Facebook? Are you on LinkedIn? How are you joining us? Type that in the chat and let me know. And it's just, I just think it's the coolest thing that we can have people from all over the world on all different types of platforms come together and uh, hear a little motivational message to get your your uh, week, end your week on a high note, give you a little motivation to have a great day today. Thank you for joining me. We're going to get started here in a, in a couple of minutes. <clears throat> and one of the things that I'm going to talk to you guys about today is um, refusing... Your diagnosis. So I got diagnosed with something and I wasn't paying attention. And so I just accepted it. I'm like, okay, well, if the, if the doc says that's what I got, then that's what I got. And then I got to thinking about this diagnosis and I'm like, I don't think that that's true. So I have chosen to not accept the diagnosis. And I'm actually pretty darn confident that um, I am going to solve the issue (laughs) not because of the doctor but because of my mind and I I don't mean I'm going to think my way to solving a medical issue but I'm going to use my mind to get to the bottom of what's causing the issue it's not like I'm going to think positive and the issue is going to go away I'm going to use my mind and I'm going to turn over every every rock I can and find find the solution because I believe that the solution is out there. And I want to share that message a little bit later because maybe somebody diagnosed you and they told you, you've got fill in the blank. You've got some, whatever, there's all kinds of things that we can be told we're labeled. Somebody can label us something and then we, we buy into it. And then we start operating our life as if that's what the truth is. Like, what if somebody told you, that you're not smart. That's what Les Brown was told when he was a kid. I think his language is educably mentally retarded is what Les Brown was told. That's what you are, Les. And then Les learned he wasn't that and he became the great Les Brown that we all know today. So um, let me get our our, uh, class call started here. Good morning, everybody. Eric Lofholm here. Thrilled to be with you here this morning. Hey, if your right hand, take your right hand. If your left hand, take your left hand. Pat yourself on the back and tell yourself, great job for being here today. Type into the chat right now. Today is a great day. Today is a great day. And uh, we, we're now back. Do, we used to do this daily. Now we're doing it weekly. The weekly motivational call in our new website, let me get it here, weeklymotivationalcall.com, that's where you can find all the recordings, weeklymotivationalcall.com, and you can share the call uh, with your friends as well. All right, let's jump into our program today. And I wanna tell you guys a quick story about a close, a sales presentation closed that a heating and air conditioning sales rep um, used with me. And it's kind of funny because uh, when he was in my home doing the presentation, he goes, I'm not a salesperson, but he was saying that (laughs) as a sales script, because one of the things that happens if you, if you say to somebody, you're not a salesperson, It can disarm them. I'm not advising you to do that, by the way, but that's what he chose to do. And this guy was very, very advanced and I did buy from him. And so anyway, uh, he he gave a great presentation. He had momentum going into the close. The close is the natural conclusion to a well-delivered sales presentation. It's where you ask for the money. You explain the offer. Here's how the warranty works. Here's the investment. Um, here's the installation, how that's going to work. Here's how long it's going to take to get your unit, things of that nature. And so basically his clothes went like this. So I have two units that I recommend and uh, I I think you should go with the higher end one, it's $33,000 or 33,242, whatever the math was. And then he said, um, now it's, this is the, this is the investment. And uh, I'm not a tax person, but you're you're going to be eligible for a $2,000 tax credit. So that's going to save you $2,000. Now, he wasn't lowering the price by $2,000. He was pointing out that you're likely going to be able to get a tax credit. So in my mind, it's no longer $33,000. Now it's $31,000. And then he goes, now, we have a special thing with Costco because we're the Costco pre- pre- preferred um, heating and air in the community. And so you're gonna get a 10% Costco gift card. Well, 10% of 33 grand is 3,300 bucks. That's not a small thing. So he's like, hey, that's another 3,300 off the the price. And then you're gonna get this other Costco thing for 600. And then we have a thousand dollar rebate. And then it's 12 months, same as cash. And that's gonna make your total investment 27,000. When you factor in all the discounts, Rebates and um, the Costco incentives. Now, I bought a thirty-three thousand dollar unit, but the way he showed it, he showed that the real cost is twenty-seven thousand. But the real cost is thirty-three thousand. That's what I signed for. It was a great close, and because it was a great close, and he knew it was a great close. And he's like, I'm not a salesperson. It's like, bro, <laughs> you're a master. And I loved it. I knew exactly what he was doing, but I loved it because he was meeting my needs. It didn't matter that I knew every technique he was using. I loved the presentation. I would refer him. I'd give him a great review. I'd use him again. But the point of it, the the, the big point, the takeaway, the learning from today, he doesn't need to have any fear or anxiety of asking for the money because he's got a great clothes. And he knows it. So I love going into a sales presentation when I know I've got to rock and close. And the only way to do that is you got to work at it. So what a lot of people do is they wing it. And you don't want to be the person that wings it because winging it, it'll decrease your close ratio compared to what it could do. And it may cause unnecessary anxiety. See, this guy doesn't have to have any anxiety going into the clothes because he got a great clothes. Now you go, well, Eric, I don't have a 10% $3,300 Costco rebate. <laughs> that's okay. You play the hand you're dealt. Always remember that. You play the hand you're dealt. So whatever tools you can use in the clothes, and you might not be able to offer a discount. That's fine. You just play the hand that you're dealt. Okay, next idea I want to share with you guys is um, a strategy that I'm working on to get corporate training. So as a sales trainer, I can sell to people like you or I can sell to your company. Some of you work for companies and I can go get a corporate account. So I want to get a bunch of corporate accounts. And so here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to build a lead list of a thousand companies. I'm going to put it in my CRM. My CRM is just another word for database. And I'm going to reach out to those thousand companies seven to twelve times over the next twelve months. So a thousand companies i'm going to get the leads i'm going to put in my crm my database and i'm going to reach out to them seven to twelve times so every one of those thousand leads is going to get seven to twelve reach outs so that's seven thousand to twelve thousand prospecting outreaches that i'm going to do to that batch of leads and what that looks like, it's it's an email. That's a type of a reach out. It's a direct message over social media like LinkedIn or Facebook. That's a reach out. It's a phone call. It's a direct mail piece, a postcard or a letter. And then a walk-in if applicable, meaning I would literally walk into the company. And I don't do a whole lot of that. But if it was a local company, I could walk in. Hey, I'm the guy that's sending you all those emails, <laughs> right? So a 1,000 leads. Seven to 12 reach outs over the next 12 months. But check this out, guys. I'm going to do that for the next 10 years. Same batch of 1,000 leads, okay? So if you're one of those leads, you you work for a company, you're a VP of sales, and I'm prospecting you, and you're getting seven to 12 reach outs from me over the next 12 months, are you going to get to get to know who I am? You're like, who's this air guy trying to get a hold of me? Well, when I do that with you for the next 10 years, I'm probably going to get an appointment with you. Now, I might not get all 1,000, but I'm going to get my fair share. And what I just laid out, there's there's more nuances to the strategy, but that's going to literally bring me predictably millions of dollars in revenue. Now, forget about me. You're like, Eric, good for you. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm doing. What if you did something similar? What if you're a real estate agent and you picked a thousand? Uh, homeowners in your community and you reached out to those thousand homeowners seven to 12 times a year for the next 10 years, you'd get your fair share of real estate business. You would become their recommended, you'd become their go-to realtor or their go-to loan officer or their go-to insurance person or their go-to fill in the blank. I I just made somebody on this call a million dollars. And if you didn't quite get it, go back and watch the recording you can find the recording at weeklymotivationalcall.com weeklymotivationalcall.com now if you know somebody that could benefit from this message please tell them about weeklymotivationalcall.com every friday 15 minute call we live stream on youtube uh facebook etc zoom <clears throat> and you can watch the recording if you can't make it live okay this last one i'm going to i'm going to change somebody's life right now so I got diagnosed with sleep apnea. Some of you have heard of that before. Some of you maybe were diagnosed with sleep apnea. And when I was diagnosed with that, I was like, okay, well, the doc says I got it. So I got it. And I didn't question it. And this is a couple of years ago. And so they give you the stuff they tell you to do if you got sleep apnea. And they basically say, look, you got this thing. And Eric, sorry, you're out of luck, but you got it for the rest of your life. And it's just the way it is. And I was like, okay, well, this doctor who's, you know, super smart and went to college and whatever, and okay, I guess I got it. And this went on for a couple of years. And, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I'm 52. I'm in great shape. I'm lean and fit. Like, I don't have sleep apnea. Now, nobody told me that. But in my mind, I don't have sleep apnea. So I've decided I don't have it. Now, does that mean I don't have it? No. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go turn over every rock, every stone, and I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of what's creating me having this issue because I don't think it's sleep apnea. I think it's something else. I think something else is going on. And so what I'm doing out of refusing that diagnosis, I'm not just in denial, okay? I am – I have recently got uh, blood work done with two different doctors. I had a DNA test done. I'm starting um, a new supplement routine. I'm watching YouTube videos. I got a referral through my medical for uh, ear nose and throat doctor to have that person take a look and see what they can figure out. In other words, I'm just not accepting a diagnosis that I don't believe in. doesn't mean I don't have it. So, have you been diagnosed with something? Have you been labeled? Did somebody tell you something about you that you're not good enough, you're not intelligent, you don't have a college degree, therefore you're not good with this or you're depressed and they they've given you this label that you're depressed. Like they gave me this label of you got sleep apnea. And then what do they what does the doctor do when they, when they say, "Well, you're depressed." So now you got to go take this depression medicine. And I looked it up on the internet. I'm not going to say the name of the drug because I don't want to put a target on my back naming this drug, but I looked up one of the um, depression drugs. Like how many people are taking such and such? 22 million people of this certain drug. And that's just one of the antidepressant drugs. And I'm thinking to myself, how could 22 million people need this? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you think about it logically. 22 million people are told by a doctor and the doctor has authority, right? The doctor has authority. So we just, like me with we'll sleep apnea, Oh doc, that's what I got. I got it. My doctor years ago told me I had a ruptured Achilles tendon. I didn't question it. Okay. My, what do I do, doc? Go have surgery. Okay. So I had surgery. I'm not saying I didn't have a ruptured Achilles tendon, but I didn't question it. When my, You know, daughter, when she was younger, would tug on her ear. She's a little kid. We'd go see the doctor and they'd say, um, she's got an ear infection. Okay. What do we do? Take amoxicillin. So what would I do? I'd take the prescription. I'd go get it filled. Didn't question it. Did she have an ear infection? I don't know. The doctor told me she had an ear infection. 22 million people taking this this depression drug. What if... Like, let's just say you've been told you need to take whatever drug. And I'm uh, by all means, I'm not telling anybody, <clears throat> stop taking your meds. I'm not telling you that at all. But why don't you take a look at what you're being told to do? Because maybe I'll give you an example, a sales example that you guys will go, I get that, Eric. Listen to this one. You're having anxiety, all right? You're going through life. You're having anxiety. Go see the doctor. Doc says, What's going on? You go, I got anxiety. Doctor gives you anxiety medicine. But if you're in sales like I am, sometimes it's not that I'm in anxiety, it's that I have a cash flow problem. <laughs> okay. Like if I'm having a hard time making payroll, that could create anxiety. <clears throat> so if I'm having a cash flow problem, and I go see the doctor, and the doctor goes, What's going on? I go, I got anxiety. <clears throat> doctor gives me anxiety meds. That's not the problem. It's not that I have anxiety, I have a cash flow problem. So somebody could be diagnosed with depression, and maybe it's not that at all. Maybe something's occurring in their life that is causing them to feel sad and if they looked at it in a different way if they thought about it in a different way or they made more money in this case for me all of a sudden the problem would go away you know my experience of the mind i've been studying the mind since 1988. my experience of the mind how you feel today has a lot to do with how you feel about the future so if you have a a, um if there's no light at the end of the tunnel for your future If you're seeing things not working out in your future, you're probably going to feel depressed, but maybe it's not depression. Maybe it's just your view of the future. In other words, if you created a compelling future, if you got excited about the future, that's what I teach. I teach optimism. Okay. If you get excited about the future, all of a sudden you're not depressed anymore. And then you feel different. So has somebody labeled you? Maybe your parents labeled you. They told you, I'm not a college graduate. So it's like, maybe they told you you're not a college graduate, therefore fill in the blank. Or they, whatever, your sister was more successful than you and you got labeled. Challenge the label. Take a step back and look at what, what paradigm are you believing into? And be real, I'll tell you one last thing and we'll wrap. When I went through my divorce, right you're, you're going through a divorce so what do you got you to get a lawyer right uh, so what you do you get a lawyer so i get a lawyer i've never been divorced before this is years ago so i get this lawyer and they're you know they're a professional so you'd think that the lawyer is going to give you good advice and what i what i found is my experience i'm not saying every lawyer is like this my experience of my lawyer was let me drag this thing out as long as I can, because the longer I drag it out, the more conflict that I can help Eric create here, the more I get paid. So my experience, well, they're working against me, but see, I went in going, well, I'm going to listen to the lawyer, kind of like listen to the doctor. And I realized I I ultimately ended up representing myself and I got better results representing myself. I'm not telling you if you're going through a divorce, not to get an attorney. I'm not, I'm not teaching you that, but my experience was i was i was following somebody's advice that wasn't didn't end up being right for me it didn't ring true for me so we don't want to just blindly follow anybody <clears throat> i'm going to listen to the doctors but i'm also going to listen to my discernment of what's right for me so i can't wait to come on this call And say, I don't have sleep apnea anymore because I never had it in the first place. And we got to the bottom of what was really going on. And it was this other thing that was disguised as sleep apnea. And maybe you're diagnosed with depression. You don't really got depression. You just got a cash flow problem. Or you're just sad about something that happened in your life. And if you got excited about something else, the sadness would disappear. So that's my rant for today. Thank you all for joining me. You guys have an awesome rest of your day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye for all of you on zoom and not zoom for all of you on YouTube, LinkedIn, etc., Facebook. Thank you guys for joining me. Let's see. We got 13 of you. That's awesome. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.